When I was coming to my teenage years, about like 10 or 11, my mum got quite sick, so I had to cook for us every night. And that was something that started off as a bit of a chore, but I soon fell in love with cooking. And from there, I really realised how much I loved cooking, that it was my passion. So I decided to turn my passion into a career. We love celebrating the next generation of hospitality professionals on this podcast. I would say there's little that gets me more excited. Um, Developing uh, Development and Mentoring Program, Proud to be a Chef, recently announced its award winners. And this year, Apprentice Chef at Nobu Melbourne, Zane Hamka-Clark, took home one of the prizes. Zane, it's a thrill to have you on the podcast. Podcast. Welcome. Thank you. So good to be here. Tell us about the award that you won. Sorry, as part of Proud to be a Chef, I won the Social Media Award. And that was for my use of social media during the competition um, through documenting my experience and sharing it with everyone. Well, congratulations. It's, you know, it's really cool to have social media recognised in this kind of forum. Um, Maybe, why don't you talk us through what Proud to be a Chef is, and then we can talk about the way that you documented it. Sure. So, Proud to be a Chef is this incredible program run by Fonterra, and it brings together 33 apprentice chefs from around Australia for four days of experiences, dining experiences, workshops, masterclasses and um, some classes with these amazing mentors from some leading hospitality venues in Melbourne. So we had Dan Gerardo from Maha and um, and Kayleen Tan from Tonka. And it was a really amazing four-day experience, um, which ended in a cook-off and then some awards. Wow. So I've um, had a look at your social media, obviously, to see what you're doing so well. And I noticed that when you were, you talked about the cook-off, you said everything didn't go quite to plan. Can you tell us what you were, can you just give us the lowdown? Like what, what happened? What's the setup? Oh no. Okay. So the program was really about the four days and the cook-off was just, you know, something at the end, um, kind of there to motivate us and to share the food we love. So it wasn't the main aspect of the competition which was kind of stressed throughout but with the cook-off um you know my dish didn't go exactly how I wanted it I didn't have electricity on my bench so I had to run around between other people's benches um and then the blast killer wasn't working and then it's like a few things like that so but I still like enjoyed the experience and yeah Yeah, uh, well, good on you for putting yourself forward. I mean, it's hard to put yourself on the line for these things. But I mean, what is it about your journey as a chef that makes you want to stretch yourself in this way? Well, when I first started my apprenticeship, I was really anxious and really nervous. And I remember my first class, um, I got in and we're doing like precision cuts and I was shaking with my knife. I couldn't even hold my knife. I was so anxious. And from that, I just needed to find a way to put myself out of my comfort zone and really grow my confidence so my um culinary instructor he uh he tried to encourage me to join some competitions and then I did that and my first competition um after it I was like I'm never doing that again but then I did it again and again and it really built my confidence um to the level I am today and you know I realized that I can gain so much from these competitions and these programs and you know network with some great people in the industry and uh, build my confidence and meet new people. Wow, that's so admirable that, I mean, to be nervous, you put yourself in situations where you would naturally be coming up against that very feeling. So it's, yeah, I mean, it sounds like you had some really good mentors to help you along that path. So, okay, best use of social media. So tell us your 
approach like and what was it do you think that the judges liked about the way you presented um the proud to be a chef experience on social media well going into the competition i knew that uh, we already knew there was an award for social media um but i already like use social media quite a lot i have my own little food page and i originally started that as a way to just document um my growth and so i can look back and see like how far i've come and also document cool things like this that i'm doing and then when I learned that, you know, we should do something for social media for Proud to Be a Chef, um, I thought that I'd document it every day, doing a little vlog of like everything we did and some posts about um, my journey. And I really just wanted to share that with everyone. And so other people who aren't in the competition um, can realize like how, how we had such an amazing time. And I just wanted to share that with everyone. So I think that, um, you know, that enabled me to do so. Yeah, a nice one. It's, I mean, it's interesting because the way you speak about social media, it sounds like pretty wholesome and positive, but I guess there is, there can be a real toxic side to social media as well, you know, just in terms of people comparing themselves with one another and, you know, it's constantly feeling, wondering if you're up to scratch where everyone else is having this bright, shiny life. Um, How do you sort of balance those things? Well, for me, I use it, uh, like I have a personal page and a food page. I think, you know, for people's personal pages, social media can be a bit um, harmful towards, you know, your self-confidence and a whole group of things that go on on social media. But for my food page, I just try to keep that as a way um, that I can use to gain inspiration from other people, people that I can learn from, follow people that I'm interested in, and then hopefully do the same and post uh, my food and hopefully other people are interested in that. So I think, you know, it is a bit of a holistic thing. And I think it is a bit of a positive thing as well. Um, you can just see how far you've come and you can learn and grow from other people, which is what I try to do whilst using social media. Yeah, that's, I love that um, idea of it, thinking of it almost as this personal portfolio where you can look back and see your own progress. And if other people want to come on the journey with you, then that's great too. It's, um, yeah, it's, it's a really nice perspective. Zane, I'd love to learn more about what got you into cooking. Um, tell us about your journey to becoming an apprentice. Okay, so when I was quite young, I was always in the kitchen with my mum. Would always just be, I'd always like help out and try to cook things and help where I could. Um, when I was coming to my teenage years, about like ten or eleven, I my mum got quite sick, so I had to cook for us every night, um, and that was something that started off as a bit of a chore. But I soon fell in love with cooking and from there I really realised how much I loved cooking, that it was my passion. So I decided to turn my passion into a career by starting my chef's apprenticeship after high school. Um, yeah, so I started after high school at Crown and then that's led me to work at some amazing venues within Crown and now Nobu. Amazing. So what year of your apprenticeship are you in? I'm in my third year. I should be qualified in about a month or so. Oh, my goodness. That's so exciting. Congratulations. Thank you. I'm very excited. <laughs> so, I mean, what's it been like? You know, is it is it what you expected? What have the main challenges been? What have been, you know, the, the, the good and difficult things along the way? You know, it's, it is everything I expected and a bit more. Um, it's been challenging, you know, as you can imagine, the industry is quite difficult, especially as someone who's like just starting off um, quite young, like straight after high school, the hours are quite difficult, but they change with each restaurant you're in. And I'm very lucky that doing my apprenticeship through Crown has um, allowed me to work in. So we get to rotate every six months. So I've been 
able to work in a range of different venues, cuisines and like service styles. Um, so I've got to do, you know, a lot of different things. Um, but the challenges have definitely been the hours and, um, you know, feeling a bit connected through the industry. Um, and yeah, but it's been such a highlight, like, you know, it's been such an incredible experience. Zane, tell us about some of the tasks you've got at Nobu. You know, what have you been learning? What is, what's your role there? So I'm currently on the grill section and I have been for quite a while. Um, so I'm in charge of, you know, cooking and day-to-day prep and service, um, which is really great because I get to use a lot of premium Japanese ingredients like Mayuro Wagyu or A5. Um, and yeah, it's a really great place to work and to learn as well. I've got to learn a whole heap of different techniques um, that are really, you know, essential to Japanese cuisine that I haven't learned anywhere else. That's, yeah, that sounds so good. I've noticed on your Instagram that quite a lot of your cooking is vegan. Is that like a, are you vegan or is that an interest of yours? Like, where does that fit in? Yeah, I am vegan. I try to be as much as I can. Sometimes I'm just a bit vegetarian, but, um, you know, it's a bit hard whilst you're doing a chef's apprenticeship. I still have to taste um, everything that I cook anyways. But uh, at home, I still try to um, be vegan as much as possible. And I have been vegetarian since I was about 10 years old. So it's always been something I've been very interested in and committed to. That's so interesting to then, yeah, go into an apprenticeship where, as you say, you're, you know, doing all kinds of different cuisine. Like, how does that sort of sit with you? Well, I've always known that's something I'd have to do. Um, My passion for food runs, you know, it runs deep and, like I'm still very passionate about vegan food is my biggest interest because one day I'd like to have my own vegan restaurant. Um, but I know that, that I have to learn the fundamentals of classical cuisine first and hopefully that can transfer those skills that I learn into vegan cuisine. So that's why, you know, I'm not too fussed about if I have to work with meat or dairy. I think it's all just something I have to learn and then I can use that to my advantage. I have to say I completely agree with that. Uh, from a culinary perspective, I recently ate at a Chinese vegetarian restaurant where the chefs all come from, yeah, like a variety of different styles of food, um, not vegetarian food. And I think, um, yeah, their, their flavour palette, their repertoire of techniques is really broad. And I think they are, certainly in that experience and, you know, thinking about it more generally, they're certainly able to bring a lot more creativity into that food. So, yeah, I think it'll, I think it'll stand you in really good stead. Mm, Thank you. Uh, So, yeah, I mean, I'd love to hear more about your personal ambitions. So, I mean, what's the vision? What's the, what's the big audacious goal? I have so many goals and dreams, but my number one um, has long been to have my own restaurant and I'd love to have a vegan restaurant. I'm not too sure what cuisine yet. Uh, It could be, you know, Italian, modern Asian, but it's always been my goal. And I would love, as I said, I'd love to use all of the skills that I've learned in classic cuisine and transfer them to vegan cooking and hopefully kind of revolutionize vegan dining. I love it. Are you a fan of Shannon Martinez? I am. I am a big fan. (laughs) So, yeah, she's definitely been a bit of an inspiration to me as well. Yeah, she's so inspiring. And I noticed on her Instagram the other day that she reckons she's nailed vegan shoe pastry, which I think is a pretty high bar to cross over. It is, yes. 
Um, wouldn't you just love to know how she's done it? I would. Maybe I have to work for her sometime. Yeah, I'm sure she'd love to have you as part of the team, Zane. Um, so once you've completed your apprenticeship, what's the shorter term goal? So at the moment, I will be completing about a month or so. Um, and then I'll be working at Nobu hopefully until the end of the year. And then next year, I'll be going to Paris. So um, a few months ago, I won a competition called the Cox Blanche. And that gave us any, that gave me an international scholarship to use how I'd like. And I decided to use that to study a diploma of plant-based culinary art at Le Cordon Bleu in Paris. And then hopefully I'll be working there as well and gaining some really good experience and skills and knowledge. So I'm super excited for that. Oh my God, you absolute legend. That is, congratulations. That's so cool. Amazing. Wow. Um, we'll have to catch up with you after you've done that or maybe while you're there and you can tell us all about it. How are they making it delicious in French without cream and butter? That's what I want to know. <laughs> um, yeah, so awesome, Zane. So, you know, for people who are considering embarking on a career in cooking, what kind of advice would you have for them? I would say to just take every opportunity that you get if you have a passion for cooking and you really want to succeed, um, just try learn from as many different people you can. Uh, try like you know sort out the best chefs and learn from them, um, and gain as much skills that you can, and then get these opportunities. Like if there's a competition you see or a mentorship program, just just go for it. You have nothing to lose, really. Amazing. Love your bravery and your big dreams, Zane. Thank you so much for chatting to us today. It's been really inspiring to talk to you. Oh, thank you so much. It's been great to talk to you as well. This is Dirty Linen and I'm Danny Vallant. We air the issues that the hospitality industry finds hard to talk about, hearing from different people with unique perspectives. We want to hear from you as well. If you have something that needs to be said about a topic, get in touch so we can include your perspective. Contact us at dirtylinen at deepintheweeds.com.au or hit us up on Insta at Dirty Linen Podcast. We can't wait to hear from you.